Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hang Time Podcast. Joining us now, comedian Chelsea Peretti, NBA all-star Roy Hibbert. Roy is our nation's most treasured actor. He's got chops, he's got talent, and he also has free tickets to Lakers. <laughs> Your host, Gallius Anderson, stops it down behind his head. Seku Smith and Lang Whitaker. The NBA's executive vice president of basketball, versus Stu Jackson, is joining us now on the podcast. I wanted to ask you, Stu, the players see you coming, do they get out of the way now? No, the worst thing that happened to me was uh, caller ID. Sports editor of the nation, Dave Zyron. Only the Knicks for $100 million would sign somebody with one eye and two microfracture surgeries. But shut my mouth. He's our most important New York Jew since Woody Allen. Now it's time for the tip off. We're back. Seku Smith from the Hangtime blog at NBA.com. Lang Whitaker. The the podcast would qualify as work right now, Lang, and I know that is the last thing you want to do at this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people that being like covering the NBA is kind of like being a teacher in, in terms of your schedule. Yeah. Because you, you work until, you know, end of June when the draft happens. Then you kind of have July, August, September – down and then it kind of gets cranking again so you kind of have those three months yeah where it's a little slower well we're cranking it's it's cranking time sir yeah it's cranking time um what you been up to i mean i hadn't seen or heard from you in, in a while here I, you know out of town back in town took a little vacation we've been doing florida i was in florida narrowly avoided hurricane isaac that's good um was down there for a little while now i'm back in new york and i'm you know uh doing uh Got the honey do list, some stuff around the house I got to take care of. Right, but uh, right. otherwise, um, not a whole lot. What about yourself? What have you been doing? I've been blowing whistles and <laughs> getting yelled at by parents uh, with the Smyrna Spartans. You know, it's what I do this time of year. Yeah. My second career, my I moonlight as a football coach slash uh, executive on a on a on the board of a youth football program here in the Metro Atlanta area. And let me just tell you, our shirts. This year, I'm wearing it today. Micah can attest to this. Micah Hart is uh, behind the glass in there, along with Gerald Wall. They can tell you. Our our new swag is outrageous. I mean, this stuff should be in a magazine. Um, And I got the the kicks to match. So I got a meeting, in fact, today. I'm going to get yelled at by some more parents today. Thankfully, they don't listen to the podcast because if they did, um, they'd probably yell at me about mentioning the fact that they're going to yell at me today. About their team, so it's, Seku, you know, I think there's a spot open on uh, Brand Jordan, so maybe you could uh, reach out. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. The only, the only brand on me today is going to be the one smacked on me by about 30 angry moms because they want to know why their team didn't score a touchdown the past two weeks, and it's like, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> using that uh, Mark Sanchez. Exactly. Uh, I told them I was like, well, you know, our offense is a work in progress. So, but no, I mean, you know, doing my doing my usual, man, and of course. You know, hanging out on the Hangtime blog, getting ready for the NBA season and all the good stuff that comes with that. I did. I did run into an NBA player last, last week. Um, 
an, an all-star player who uh-huh. knows, knows a lot about the league, been around for a while. We started talking um, just about the upcoming season. And he had a good point. And this is uh, – I don't really know the answer to this. With all the stuff that the Lakers did this offseason, mm-hmm. have they leapfrogged no. the Oklahoma City Thunder? No. Because the Thunder haven't done anything, right? Right, right. And I, I don't know, Mike. And I, this, this is my response. I don't know the answer to this. Do we, do we count? I mean, the Thunder. I assume we say they just improved from within, right? I mean, that's how they get better. Is they've been playing for a while now. They get more experience. Mm-hmm. And they're going to improve from that. But is that enough to compete with what LA has? Well, my my rule is always, except in very extreme cases, you know, where if you're the Miami Heat and you go out and get the best player in the world and one of the top 15, 20 players in the world to join, what, the third best player in the world, then then that that instantly vaults you into the realm of the the best of the very best. I'm not locking, knocking the Lakers at all, but they didn't exactly exit the playoffs the past two seasons like, you know, in, in valiant fashion. Um, you know, Dallas ate them alive two years ago, and then the Thunder had their way with them. With that, you know, with Bynum and, and Gasol both healthy, Kobe healthy. I mean, it wasn't like they played a Lakers team that was nursing all these dramatic injuries or anything. So, you know, on paper, they and I wrote about this on the blog last week, you know, on paper, the Lakers look great, you know, and it should be full steam ahead towards the championship. But we know that that, that rarely plays out the way it looks on paper. And I think – the Thunder making it to the to the finals and losing is is far more important than adding Steve Nash as great as I think he is and Dwight Howard, who I think there are still some question marks as to how effective he'll be and exactly when he gets on the floor and starts playing at the level we we've grown accustomed to at Dwight Howard. So I you know I've talked about it with several people, um, coaches, and I talked about it with an executive from from an Eastern Conference team. Uh, just yesterday, you know, what he thought about, you know, the race this year and, and where people stacked up. And he said, you know, he was kind of like uh, he couldn't get over the fact that people are spending so much time talking about the Lakers. He's like, nobody has mentioned that the Heat added Ray Allen and Chris Bosh and Dwayne yeah. Wade will be healthy. He was like, if you thought they were ridiculous last year. Oh, that's a good point. You know, he's like, ju- they're going to be even better this year. So it, it, it's all relative. I th- you know, I think it's all relative. I'm just thinking Western Conference. And, you know, right. with- with the Thunder, the one thing I, I would say was we've talked about this before. Was the, the one time all year that they looked a little young, they looked a little inexperienced, was in the finals. Sure. Um, and you know, maybe going to the finals, maybe now they have that experience. Maybe that's enough to get them over the hump. But I do think it's you know all these other teams are making. I mean, the Lakers, the Heat, these other teams are making moves, and and the Thunder have just kind of stood pat. Yeah, yeah. It's it, you know, and you, I guess you really have to. You really have to gauge how much better did some of those other guys get in the uh, in the off season. You know, I, I got a chance to watch three of them. You know, Durant and and Russell Westbrook and Harden with the Olympic team, and uh, so you know, so I know how they spent their summer. It was it was spent hanging out with the you know nine of the other best players in the world, getting better. You know, competing against you know a high level of competition in the Olympics, but again. You're right. It's um, you know, when you add Dwight and and Nash to an already 
potent combination of Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol, it does it does make everyone assume that hey, this team's going to take a quantum leap forward. But I don't. How much bigger a leap do you take if you're the Lakers? I mean, you, they've been in the top two, three in the West every season, what the last four or five years, um, and it didn't, you know, and it didn't make a difference come playoff time. I just felt like the Lakers showed me some vulnerability last these last two years that I wasn't sure was a part of what they had going on after winning, you know, two championships. And now I'm now I have a skeptical eye on the Lakers instead of just assuming they'll bounce right back up and be you know, be a championship worthy. I think they're going to, I, I kind of disagree. I think they're going to bounce back. I mean, I mean, obviously we don't know how well they're going to play together or whatever, but right. I, I do think adding those two guys, um, you know, arguably the best defensive player in the NBA and arguably the best leader in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to make a significant impact. Yeah. I, I'll tell season. you this, my, but what, uh, but what, but what do I know? No, I'll, just, I'll tell you this. I know who is happy is uh, my tr- my suitcase because <laughs> my suitcase is is already rooting for a uh, you know a little coastal action in the finals. You know, palm trees on both ends. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll see. But uh, enough about basketball, man. Let's 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 get on to more in. Uh, enjoyable fare today we got a we got a great show lined up lang we are and you know shout out to michael hart our super producer we're, we're going off of the the normal path here at hang time and you know we're certainly keeping it rooted in the basketball world nba all-star and indiana pacers center roy hibbert is hanging out with us today on the podcast but he's he's got his friend coming along with him which is you know a dabble on the wild side for us chelsea peretti uh writer from the Emmy-nominated Parks and Recs show on NBC. Uh, you guys probably have seen a lot more of that show, obviously, than I have since I'm Mr. Anti-Network uh, TV and sitcoms and whatever else. I've, I've, watched, I've watched every episode. It's a yeah. Good show. Um, but we got, we got a different twist on the show today, and we got we to gotta make sure we get to our guests here and give them all the time they need to entertain and, uh, and talk hoops and everything else. Well, Lang, as we always do here on the Hang Time Podcast, we try and assemble the most interesting uh, group of people to talk basketball and all things other than basketball. I think we've probably outdone ourselves today. Uh, (laughs) NBA All-Star Roy Hibbert is is here with us on the show today, along with Chelsea Peretti, uh, an Emmy-nominated Parks and Recreation uh, writer and star is here as well, and Guys, first and foremost, thanks for joining us on the on the Hang Time podcast today. Um, and one of you has to explain how in the world an NBA All Star and an Emmy nominated writer end up being uh, fast friends. We got to hear the the background behind this thing. I'll, I'll let che- I, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on. But I'll I'll, I'll let Chelsea, you know, t- 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 I want to hear her side of the story. Um. Well, it's a really it's a simple story. Uh, as you know, Roy is one of our nation's most treasured actors. Um, he appeared on the television program Parks and Rec and pretty much revolutionized the entire industry. <laughs> and, you know, I admired him from afar and thought, wow, this guy has it. You know, he's got chops, he's got talent. And 
he also has free tickets to Lakers games. <laughs> 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 so it kind of grew from there. Uh, no, when he played the Lakers, he gave some of us. Um, it was just him, by the way, not the rest of the Pacers. Um, <laughs> he single-handedly took them down. But, uh, yeah, he gave us tickets, and we all, some of the writers went and, and watched. And uh, then we actually went home, but then I received a text from Alan Yang, one of the writers for Parks, and he was like, Roy has invited us to Roscoe's. Oh. And so we ventured out for some healthful eating. <laughs> well, back, let's back up a little bit on this story, Chelsea, because we talked to Roy before we got you on, and he was telling us that that would, Roy, that was a game Kobe broke your nose, right? Yeah, Kobe broke broke my nose and uh, I actually talked to him about this um, at the all-star game and and uh, you know expecting a little bit of sympathy and I, I received none <laughs> at all well at least Ron Artest had sweet things to say about it <laughs> sorry meta world peace <laughs> and then well let's back up before all this Chelsea how, I mean Roy was on Parks and Rec right how did that uh, how did you guys decide to write Roy Hibbert into the script of, of Parks and Rec? You know what? That was before my time. I came on for two seasons of writing for Parks and Rec, so I don't know the evolution of how, um, I, yeah, Hibbert might know more on that. Even though we're best friends, there's certain <laughs> things we just don't, we haven't covered yet. <laughs> so were you there when Entertainment 720 evolved? or No, that was the season before, was before I got to Parks. Okay. Yeah, so... I don't know the the magical stories behind it. <laughs> no, Roy, like, Roy, how did you how did you get the call, Roy? No, so what happened was I I am I am a I love TV. We've traveled so much. I have like Chelsea will tell you. I any, I watch everything. Like I have season passes on iTunes for like like Housewives of New York, L.A., <laughs> I mean, Beverly Hills. I have everything to Adult Swim shows. I I watch everything. So there's a show that I watch with uh, my fiance and it's called The Good Wife, and Derek Rose was supposed to be on it because the show's set in Chicago. So I started to think to myself, what TV shows could I be on? And I, I feel like I have the acting bug. So Parks and Rec was one of them. I watched every season up until that point. Uh, I told my agent, you know, he pulled some strings. I don't know how. I think he talked to Lauren Michael or something like that. I'm name-dropping right now. And then, um, then you know, I talked to Michael Schur. And then we, uh, you know, we worked it out, and I went out there, and I did, I did, I, I, I did some acting. Huh. And 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 you you played yourself, right? I played myself. Um, That'd be funny if they made you audition. <laughs> <laughs> no, but now I'm appreciative. I, I want to go back, but you know, I think the show is so great. They have great writers, like everybody. I, it was good to see what's done behind the scenes. You know, you know, it's, I have a lot of respect for for these actors and everything like that. You know, Is it hard to play yourself? I mean, I I try not to take myself too seriously, <laughs> and um, I I just didn't want to mess up the scene, you know, because you know we'll do like one scene for like three hours, and you know I was laughing because Aziz and my boy Ben, you know, um, he's my brother from Ben Schwartz, and my brother from another mother, <laughs> you know, he uh, you know they had me dying laughing, and they had to you know do extra takes because I was not on point. I was I was cracking up too much. Is that is that um? John Ralphio? That is John Ralphio. Okay. Now, Chelsea, I got to admit, you guys seem like a strange <laughs> group of, you know, we're talking about a... That's very a, insulting. <laughs> or just an <laughs> odd combination of people, a seven-foot 
NBA All-Star and some writers from and a, a television six show. And a foot 11 supermodel. <laughs> um. Don't sell yourself short, Jason. <laughs> I mean, that seems like an interesting group of people to see out and about town, you know, when you guys are hanging out. Yeah, no, it's it's a cool duo for sure. I, we, he came to see Wicked's fiance. They came to my show in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, which I was I was very um, honored to have them. And me and Roy took pictures together where I had to stand on a chair, and then we were like shoulder to shoulder. It felt amazing. I felt on top of the world. <laughs> well, you just say you mentioned you guys would be kind of a, a funny group to see out and about. Uh, Roy, where where did you go out in Hollywood when? After that game where Kobe busted your nose, you know we went to Roscoe's. I'd never been to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. I know uh, uh, Snoop Dogg frequents that place a lot, <laughs> so you know I just wanted to go see celebrities, and I felt that was the best place to go. So myself, another person from the Pacers organization, and Tyler Hansborough, uh, we met up with uh, us, uh, Chelsea and some of the writers. We ate, and then we actually um, didn't want the night to end, so we heard that there was some <laughs> club across the street. And um, it was Jamaican Gold Night that night, so you know we we, we walk over there, we get a table, um, and uh, you know, and it's very hood. It's a very hood, you know, club. Black people in there, just you know, acting crazy and everything like that. And this is when I really come alive. Yeah, yeah. She was dancing like seriously. She she was in like you ever seen those old J Lo videos where like she's in the middle of the club just dancing like that's what she was she was like she was in control of her environment you know so but did you know that he was doing the butterfly and I was like this is crazy <laughs> no I mean no seriously like it, it it was a fun night I mean it was like it was weird you know um you know we're at the table and then we see some guy in a wheelchair you know uh, uh selling some stuff out of his wheelchair and i won't go into detail but you know he's over there making doing business inside the club in a wheelchair straight out straight out of a movie chelsea as a um as a six foot eleven supermodel yeah yeah you were probably pressured into playing basketball a lot growing up weren't you yes in fact i have a huge legacy in street ball and i don't play anymore because my pinky toe hurts <laughs> so I had to stop and just go into comedy but I had a great run I humiliated so many people and um, people are scared of me and stuff like that so it was fun See, this is what I'm talking about. This is why she's so funny. Like she's not even trying right now. She's just, <laughs> you know, just naturally funny. Now, now Chelsea, you you transitioned obviously now into doing more stand up and yeah. and kind of you know that part of your career what is the what's the biggest challenge for you uh as an as a solo performer as you know somebody who's no longer behind the scenes writing for other people what's the biggest adjustment the for biggest you challenge is trying to get Roy to open for me on the road um <laughs> you know he's he's an aspiring stand-up comedian i'm like listen i'll give you a shot you know you can do five minutes up top and then bring me out and stuff like that but you know he's scared he's fearful which, you know, it's understandable. A lot of people's worst fear is public speaking, but I'm really rooting for him. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. My challenge for when I go on the road, a lot of times it's just that I get some standing ovations and I'm always trying to, like, quiet the office down, get them focused, you know, tell them to cut down on that during my head because it, it kind of throws me. <laughs> Roy, you, you're a funny dude. You, you, you're making jokes. You're comfortable. Um, do you think you could do stand-up? No, no way whatsoever. I mean, <laughs> I can. 
I mean, there's no way. I have. It's, it's like I can't imagine standing up on a stage, putting myself out there like this, and if nobody laughs, I feel like I would say, almost no crawl stage up that could accommodate you. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to start in theater just off your height. <laughs> comedy club that could house you. Hey, Roy, I'm not trying to be funny <laughs> or anything, but you do play basketball in knee pads and elbow pads in front of millions of people every night. Um, surely you wouldn't be nervous getting on a stage and telling a few jokes. I mean, I'd, I'd probably have to pay people to laugh at the jokes. I'll get nervous, you know, like, I have a profound respect for Chelsea, you know, like, and what she does, like, you know, you understand, I'm like her biggest fan, she doesn't understand that, like, you know, I go through her trash at night, you know, like, <laughs> I seriously, like, you know, like, I hope that she gets, like, a sitcom, that's like my, like, I, I seriously text her, you can ask her this, I text her saying, hey, you know what, I wish you the best, I want to see you on TV, and everything like that, you know, I don't even want a guest appearance, you know, I just want to, like, you know, yeah, you know, dab the sweat like, off your head after you come off the off the scene or something like that. You know. So you I know? guess if, if if things got crazy at Jamaican Gold Night, you <laughs> you'd, you'd be able to handle yourself to, in no, there if you had to, to get out of there. I, I want to pick Chelsea up, put her on my shoulder, got her out of there. <laughs> Is, what's the name of that uh, movie? Bodyguard or something like that? That's what I would do. Like seriously, like she's the type of person I take a bullet for. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I love it. So listen, speaking of old movies, what? What kind of show? What what would be the perfect vehicle for for Chelsea and Roy in terms of starring a starring vehicle, whether it's a TV show or a movie? Chelsea, what could we put you two in and it and it you know become an instant hit? Well, I'm always a fan of the buddy cop movie. You know, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think we would be fun walking the beat. You just see us from behind. I come up to his kneecap. <laughs> later in life and do like on Golden Pond reboot <laughs> where Roy is losing his memory and he's off in the woods and I'm calling to him. Roy! <laughs> Stuff like that. Mm, sounds interesting. No, no for me... Go ahead. Go ahead, Roy. No, for me, I, I, I texted, you know, I, mean, I, I, I tweeted to Chelsea the other day, I would love to get us in like a real world type thing where we live in a house and, you know, and like with other like celebrities, other uh, not celebrities, but other comedians and basketball players, and, and see what happens. You know, like mm -hmm. you know, like I watch the Real World and I watch Jersey Shore. Like I feel, I know, I know people in Hollywood don't want to do reality TV because that's like a step below. But you know, I think mm -hmm. if we both hit like a low in our careers. I think we both <laughs> could you know do something like that. I think it would be a lot of fun. Like just comedians, athletes. We'll put uh, too short in there. He's, he's my new best friend too. Uh -huh. So well, I'm <laughs> just thinking, throw everyone so in the house. I'm thinking we we need seven strangers to live in this house, right? And if we got since we we could do like a draft here, since, since mm -hmm. we got we got you guys and too short. So we need we, four we more. I'm nominating Lang. Um, okay. Because I don't think my wife would let me go live in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Roy, Roy, who do you want to meet now that, you know, I know you watch all these TV shows. You met Chelsea. You met the cast of Parks and Rec. Is there anyone else left that you're really excited to meet? 
Uh, man, seriously, the guy who does the Allstate commercials, he was a 24 president, the black Dennis guy. Hansberg? Yeah. Yeah, David Palmer. I would love to meet him. Seriously, his voice is, like, immaculate. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously, I love to take voice. You are voice. aware of, like, Denzel Washington and stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> man, I want president what are you Palmer. doing? <laughs> he does have a – I actually saw him earlier today in Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck. Um, Dennis Haysburg has had a long career. Yeah, he was in Major League. Wasn't yeah, he was Pedro Serrano. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, Roy, listen, I, I respect that. I respect that because that you didn't aim high; you aimed realistic. You might bump into the to the Allstate dude somewhere. That's yeah. that, that could happen. Yeah. And goal. listen, Roy. On the other hand, I don't respect that. <laughs> Why is that? Because I think you could have really <laughs> dug a little deeper. Like George Clooney or like Brad Pitt or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Even the Channing Tatum, for example, just randomly thinking of someone in Hollywood. Right. right. Chelsea, what's your <laughs> You guys are all alienated. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> You're not Magic Mike fans? Mm, hadn't seen it. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, is but it? he dances the pony. <laughs> was it good? It was made the best film of our lifetime. Oh, wow. No, I seen Obviously, that. Chelsea, you have not seen the Major Leagues. So <laughs> sorry, Dennis Haysburg. Which, <laughs> you mentioned earlier that one of the reasons you wanted to get to know Roy was you get tickets to the Lakers. How, how good were the tickets Roy got you? <laughs> they were pretty good. Yeah, they were pretty good. Um, I think he, he had invited <laughs> He had a pretty uh, empty section, but we um, <laughs> we were really no. I'm just kidding, but we were very happy. Uh, we were pretty close, yeah. So now, Roy, this season, obviously, big things, you know, in the plans for the Pacers. Um, how much time does that leave you in in the course of an NBA season to really indulge in some of your other interests? I mean, is that something that can only really be done? outside of the NBA season, or do you find time to squeeze, you know, some of this fun stuff in as well? I mean, uh, it's for, my thinking is during the summer is a time where you work hard and, and you go ahead and just, you know, if you have an opportunity to do something, you can do it, mm-hmm. And uh, whether that's flying to L.A., doing something out there. I primarily stay in Indiana just to train and, you know, you know make sure I don't get distracted by anything. But during the season, I'm all, I'm all about uh, – I'm all about basketball. I leave all that stuff to the, to the professionals. But uh, I am going to plug something, though. Me and my nutritionist, we're thinking of, we're, we're actually in the process of writing a book on nutrition mm-hmm. and, and basketball and stuff like that. So I will be doing some stuff outside of basketball during the season. So okay. I'm going to have, obviously, uh, uh, Chelsea uh, write, like, the prologue for me or something like that. <laughs> Wait, what do you do when you're on the road? Do you ever get crazy and bored, such as comedians do? Um, man, we pull pranks on the on the rookies, maybe you know, and you know, basically we all go out to dinner, you know, like seriously, like, Chelsea's entourage was crazy. Like I couldn't even see her after the show in in Indiana. You know, she had like two like MMA sized fighters just you know protecting. <laughs> what Chelsea? What do you guys do on the road as comedians? Do, do you get bored? Well, we're alone. Yeah. We're alone. So it sounds fun having rookies to do pranks on, but I just basically have to, like, go to my hotel room, 
question all my life choices, text ex-boyfriends just to, you know, remember that someone once loved me. Like, <laughs> just look at pictures of my nephews to be like, oh, there is sweetness and purity in the world. And then, you know, cry myself to sleep and start over. <laughs> do you, do That's you how actually, I do it. Do you actually, like, I mean, as a, as a writer – and a comedian do you sit do you make yourself sit down and write jokes every day or how does that work do you just when it hits uh, you write it down no i usually think of jokes either in social situations and then i'll write them down in my phone or on stage which i've been doing a lot more lately is like i'll have an area that i want to explore and i'll talk about it but i record my sets and then i'll listen to the recording and see what i came up with on stage and then i'll transcribe it Right. After that, I mean, that sounds terrifying to me to have. I think that's what Roy was talking about earlier. Is you think, you know, all right, I'm going to go up here and make jokes about basketball for five minutes, but you don't have anything specific written down. You're just kind of riffing. Well, you have. Well, usually I'll have like a specific kind of thing I think is funny about basketball that I want to explore. And I might have like half a joke, but on stage, a lot of times the adrenaline and panic will cause <laughs> you to come up with you know, fuller jokes than if you're just like, for me, if I sit down at a desk to write, I usually write jokes that don't work very well. Chelsea, I'm do you have any basketball related material? Yeah. Do you have uh, basketball? Basketball not a ton. I, Yeah. I have one joke about basketball wives. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I don't have a ton of jokes about basketball. I should try to really focus on that now that I have a best friend in the NBA. <laughs> Now, what? How can anybody possibly make jokes about a, a stand-up show like Basketball Wives? I mean, that's that show would uh, seem to me to be above reproach. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, what about you know LeBron's hairline, for example? <laughs> You're gonna get us in trouble, saying. Chelsea. I know, I know. But You're gonna get I'm Roy saying, in trouble. You're gonna get Roy I'm in trouble. Not saying I have jokes. <laughs> I'm not saying I have jokes. I actually think it's ridiculous how much people talk and speculate about his hairline. But I'm just saying, like, obviously, I actually joke more on Twitter about the NBA than I do in my act. Do you watch the NBA more now that you know Roy? Um, I would say yes, and also now that I moved to LA and started going to games, because I think that like. For me and for probably a lot of females, it's like <clears throat> the sport never, like, I, I've never been one to watch sports as much, but once you start going to live games, it's so engaging that you can become a fan and it's it's much more natural. Mm-hmm. Roy, now, Roy, what kind of bump did you get from going on Parks and Recs? Like, do you get noticed now by, uh, you know, different people or was it just mm-hmm. more the same? I think it's more the same. People, you know, you know, treat me saying hey uh you know what's up jello shot you know stuff that i said in the scene but uh people still recognize me because i'm a seven foot two behemoth you know? so, i mean you know it's it's great you know i want to i actually want to move on to like doing like some voice acting mm-hmm. so i'm actually gonna take some classes during the summer and you know i want to like you know guest star on like one of my favorite shows is uh archer it's on fx it's uh-huh. funny and uh that's one show that i want to be on so I want to take some voice lessons and, and everything like that. All right. You have an interesting voice. I do, right? Maybe yeah. you can play the ocelot. <laughs> oh. Are you going to take that? <laughs> no, I'm just going to listen. Those are fighting words. <laughs> um, before we let you guys go, uh, Chelsea, can you give us your prediction for the Indiana Pacers this season? 
I think they're going to go all the way. I have to. (laughs) I have to believe that (laughs) because due to my uh, social relationships with (laughs) Roy Hibbert. (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, I think they're, um, you know, the ones to beat. (laughs) (laughs) What what other teams should we be looking out for? Uh, You know, the Lakers, the Clippers. I'm just like, whatever's in front of me. (laughs) The lamp. That's that's what I'm rooting for. Yeah, the stadiums themselves. Um, The ball. (laughs) You know, no, I I think it's weird to me as like someone who's somewhat new to basketball. I think it's weird that people are so vehemently attached to franchises rather than players. Like, I think like to me, what I'm excited by is different players and their personalities and their style and things like that. So I, you know, I don't have like crazy loyalty to a team, right. which enrages certain sports fans. It's like you know Jerry Seinfeld said it's it's like rooting for laundry because yeah. the players come and go, and you just root for the name on the jersey. So yeah, that I, I can see I, I can see what you mean by that. But it, it, do you think you could develop an affinity to a team? I mean, I guess, like, the way it makes sense to me is, like, I see people in L.A. who grew up going to games their whole life for the Lakers. So they have this whole epic relationship to the team and the evolution over time. And I can understand then you feel this certain loyalty. Um, you know, so maybe after years and years I would feel that, but I, I don't know. I I like the all the, the personalities probably. And as a comedian, I just like whoever's funny and entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like, I think it's like being a fan of a TV show. And if the cast changes, but you know, you still have the loyalty, you'd still watch on Thursday nights at nine or nine 30 or whatever, even if somebody's gone. If the the stars of a TV show left, you wouldn't necessarily keep watching the TV show. Did you watch cheers when, when Kirstie Alley took over for Shelley Long? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Sorry. If Roy Hibbert had taken over for Shelley Long, so that would have been like a, amazing. A wig, right? <laughs> yes, a blonde wig and a come hither attitude. He's a, he's a sassy barber. <laughs> so Chelsea, where where are you going to be in the next few weeks where people can get out and see you? I mean, where where are you going to be performing here in the coming weeks? Oh, man. I should have prepared. I always forget <laughs> to do this. I'm always like, oh, that's a great point. I know I'm going to Tacoma and some oh, – wait, can't Roy promote something for a second? Let me see if I can find my schedule. How about, how about if we just say to, to follow you on Twitter? Yes, that's good. Chelsea V. Peretti. Yes. You got to tweet out your, your upcoming dates. Um, non-stop now until Friday. How about that? Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> this is so bad. Cut, Colin. I mean, Honestly, I got to interrupt I... here. I got to interrupt. Do, yes. do you guys know that Chelsea is seriously like, does not like the, the, the Abby, the Twitter egg or whatever like that? <laughs> no. she, she talks about that non-stop. And, you know, I feel like, you know, it's it's something I just had to bring up out of nowhere. <laughs> what is, What's where the does problem this, with uh, that? Yeah. Where does this stem from? <laughs> I just feel that it's disrespectful to the entire Twitter community to not take the time to upload an Abby. And also, it's always the egg people or the someone who has, like, a picture of a dog or something. They're the ones that are always horrible, vicious people that attack you. And it's like, well, don't be a coward. Let me see your face so I can yeah. reciprocate. I thought you were going to say it was a, it was like an affront to the bird community 
when you, when you started it. <laughs> I have no allegiance to that community. <laughs> but that's an insulting assumption. <laughs> I'm actually looking right now because I, I was looking up Roy's uh, Twitter avatar. Uh-huh. I was curious if he had an egg. That would, that would be... It's an old football no. photo, isn't it? Was that? No, Roy has a... Pacers fans holding a Believe banner. Is that right, Roy? Yeah, it is. You know, that's okay. all you got to do. Don't stop. Believe. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Hold on to that feeling, that's Roy. Very exactly. Inspiring. Roy, I was hoping you'd have a picture of yourself with your pant leg rolled up like LL Cool J as a Twitter avatar. <laughs> I'm telling you, seriously, like he changed a, de- a generation with that. You know, LL Cool J in the house, you know? Seriously. My mom, wasn't he, my mom but he was in the movie Wildcats, too, wasn't he? What? What? I think he was in the movie Wildcats. Remember no. that football movie with yeah, Jamie with Fox? Woody Harrelson and was he Goldie Hawn? Yeah, LL was. I think so. Go no, ahead. he was in Any Given Sunday. He wasn't Any in Given that. Sunday. Okay, come I'm on. Yeah, I think he was in. We got to look that he up. He was. He didn't influence people with their pants. He was the lip licking. <laughs> that was the move that he. He really introduced that move to society, influencing such luminaries as Ray J. <laughs> this is gonna get us in so much trouble at some point. Oh, I can uh, feel. No, I can feel it, Chelsea. Seriously. 1986 uh, movie Wildcats. L O Cool J. Really? What? Yes. What was he like? 14? I'm an 86er. You know, so I was my time. IMDb never lies, right? Uh, I guess. I guess. That was a great movie, though. Oh, you know, I think Classic. he raps the song. I don't think he's actually in it. I think he raps the football song. That song is that song is top notch, by the way. The soundtrack songs go, one of the greatest. Um, well, listen, guys. As much as we hate to put an end to this thing, we got to stop before Commissioner Stern calls and finds all of us. Um, and Ray J beats the hell out of one of us <laughs> for making for Chelsea Come making on. jokes about. <laughs> he's, he's not that type of person. <laughs> He's a lover, not a hater. <laughs> if anything went down, I'd use my MMA to protect him. Yeah, exactly. We're safe. We have Roy. He can go to the ground. We could do it. Roy said he's been itching to, to give it a shot, right? Yeah, to unleash the, the, you know, an elbow or two on someone. You know what we could do? A reboot of the $6 million, man. Really? With, with Roy as the, as the lead man. That Would you guys write it? No. We could try. We'd watch it though. We'd watch. What about like Roy's Angels? <laughs> I'd rather remake Shazam or something like that. You know? It's me and Ben Schwartz. Wait a minute, remake what? Shazam. Come on. <laughs> or, or 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 Steel. <laughs> Listen, there's there's already somebody running around the league doing following in Shaq's footsteps. He doesn't need another guy. <laughs> oh, that never mind. Let me stop before I get beat up. Um. <laughs> Listen, guys, we appreciate it so much. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a chance to to visit again. I know you guys are busy, but uh, we definitely got to get yeah. out and uh, and see you guys. Maybe hey, and what, listen, maybe we could all meet up in L.A. and go to Roscoe's one time and film it. Yeah, we yes. can do that. We can go to Jamaican Gold Night. Right go to Jamaican Gold Night. You never know what'll happen. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, right, guys. That sounds like a lovely plan. <laughs> we appreciate. It. Listen, Chelsea Peretti and Roy Hibbert hanging out with us here on the Hang Time Podcast. Good luck to you both this season, this year, in everything you do. 
I appreciate it. And, it's uh, going to be a great comedy season. <laughs> it is. Going to win the <laughs> championship. Thanks. Have a nice day. Lang, I don't, uh, I don't know who's going to get beat up first between uh, me and Chelsea for all the – I see it quiet. I know. I was throwing sucker punches in there thinking it's a comedy. You know, we went comedy hour today on the Hang Time Podcast. I might as well get it in. Um, that is one of the more interesting – to me, great. an intriguing relationships between uh, high-profile people. That's that's pretty more, good. Like, we need more synergy like that. Yeah, right? that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Like, what show? I'm now they got me to thinking about all these old TV shows. I'm trying to think what show we could do, Lang. The Rockford Files, maybe. I don't know. Starsky and Hutch. Should we mention? I mean, you and I are already making our video game debut. This is true. This is true. We are going global. Um, Both in uh, NBA 2K13, which which is funny because you actually know how to play. Yeah, um, I play video games, and I don't even know how to turn the Xbox or the PlayStation at three or any of that stuff on at my house. So the funny thing is, they you know they emailed me a couple months ago about being in that game, and mm-hmm. I had I, as I told someone the other day, I had a hard time explaining to my wife why I was considering this a career highlight. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like this is <laughs> you should have said because I'm a gamer, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to be in a game that I play. So yeah, that's pretty exciting. Well, for me, it was a big deal because you know, I they're they're teenagers and in my house all the time playing video games. They're going to freak when they realize that I'm that I'm in the game. Did you now, tell your son? I hadn't told him yet, and okay. he's not on Facebook, so he has no idea. It'll be um, better, yeah, if he just is so it's going to be a, yeah, it's going to be a complete surprise to him if barring you know somebody walking up and going, hey, you're going to be on 2K13, you know. You should tell him that uh, you you got to copy the game and reprogram it <laughs> before he plays the first time. Well, it's funny that you know the game comes out and it's got this new component that I think obviously is fantastic. If we get a chance to get get in a video game, but it, it's kind of the signal to me for the season. Um, and I know we've been hanging out and vacationing and doing all this other stuff in the summer, but all apps aside, the season is coming. It's it's it's. I'm staring at it now as I'm looking at the calendar going, here we go, training camp, you know, regular season. Training camp's in three weeks. I know, I know. Um, so we better squeeze in all the the fun and free time we have between now and the end of the month. And Because uh, once training camp cranks up, you know, it's back to our, our beautiful grind. You uh, you got anything else planned, anything on the schedule before we get rolling? Man, I am uh... – I'm currently in home improvement mode. <laughs> My wife knows once the season starts, I'm I'm pretty useless. So I'm running around here like um, like an uneducated Norm Abrams trying to <laughs> spackle holes in the wall. And nice. I installed a couple of dimmers today without electrocuting myself, so I, <laughs> I took that as a positive. But nice. uh, otherwise, I'm just, I'm getting ready for the. I'm watching college football, watching my dogs. Yeah, I'm trying not to watch after Alabama put the beat down on my Wolverines, so I'm I'm taking a few weeks break until we play Notre Dame, and then I'll get fired back up. Um, SEC, baby. Yeah, don't remind me. Uh, you know, I I purposely did not run my mouth before the Michigan Alabama game <laughs> in anticipation of the ugliness that would you know would be unleashed upon us in Dallas, and that's exactly what happened. But I, I thought it would be closer than it was. So did I until they kicked the ball off, and then I realized they had cornerbacks bigger than our linemen, and I was like, all right, this is not going to end well. Let me let me just say this. Uh, as a Texas fan oh, who no. just got the the Longhorn Network on Uverse, I mean, that's coming for, I imagine, you know, within a, a decade or two, all big programs will probably have their own channels or something like that. 
It is awesome. So get excited. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna refrain from getting too excited. Um, there be plenty of long fans There's a big blue it. network, Seku. We'll see what you say. <laughs> the SEC already has their own network. It's called the BCS Championship Game. Um, <laughs> they don't need any help. The SEC has CBS. Exactly. They don't need any help. But um, we gotta we gotta figure out a way to to get this thing cranked back up in a couple weeks, guys, because I know, I know none of us are ready. We think we are, you know, but none of us are ready for the actual season to start. I got to I gotta do some studying and uh, and try and squeeze in my last bit of free time here before the, the NBA regular season starts up. We better thank again uh, the fabulous Chelsea Peretti, um, comedian, writer, uh, soon-to-be actress extraordinaire on her new sitcom with Roy Hibbert. The All-Star, 7-2 behemoth, as he put it, from the Indiana Pacers, hanging out with us here today on the Hang Time Podcast. Always fun to talk to people uh, in and around the game of basketball. They always make it interesting. So thanks to both of them for coming on and hanging out with us here on the Hang Time Podcast. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Hang Time Podcast. To download more episodes of the show, visit the iTunes Music Store. Be sure to check out the Hangtime blog on NBA.com. And for more of Lang, visit SlamOnline.com. You can follow Seku and Lang on Twitter at SekuSmithNBA and Lang with it. The Smyrna Spartans have yet to get on Twitter, but we'll let you know when they do. 